and sex and sensuality the podcast where we speak what your dirty mind thinks we are here every monday night at 9 p.m chatting about tantalizing topics that most won't dare say aloud Hello, hello, and welcome to Sex and Sensuality, the podcast. I am your host, Miss Mika Nicole, and I have my lovely co-host. I have Tavi. Hey, girl. Hey. Hey, girl. Hey. How you doing? I am blessed. Just happy to be here. (laughs) Girl, we are happy to be here, too. How you doing, Gigi? Hello, honey. How are you this evening? Doing so well. I'm so excited about tonight's topic. So ever since I started this show, I, well, let me just say the original show I started 2014, we went into like 2017, right? And every January or every February, we would do a sexual health topic. I feel like it's just so important for us to talk about sexual health because all year long, I'm talking about sexual freedom and doing what you want sexually. So it's like, it's only right for us to discuss being sexually healthy. So I'm really excited about this topic and cannot wait to get started. So did you all have a good week? Yes, ma'am. It was a good week. Good, 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 good. Me too. I had a great, great week, a busy week, trying my best to adjust to work at daytime instead of nighttime. (laughs) It's so hard on me. It is hard. I will. I will get there. So guys, tonight, again, we're talking about sexual health. I hope you all can join in. And we have uh, five topics that we are addressing tonight. So, where are my topics? Janelle, help me out, girl. Tell us our five topics because I don't don't know. Our topic for tonight for sexual health (laughs) is prevalent STDs, STD testing before engaging in sex. How do you talk about STD testing? How do you bring up the use of condoms Mm -hmm. and birth control and unprotected sex? Oh, yes. Yes. Definitely some good conversation that we're about to have about that. Hey, Olivia, thank you for joining us, you guys. So everybody that's in podcast land, we record all of our shows live. So every now and again, you hear a shout out and kind of talk to our listeners, our watchers when we are recording. So you may hear us say a name, say some of the comments that they're making, ask them, answer some of the questions that they may ask. So our juicy topic tonight is really not necessarily, I guess you would say a juicy topic, but it is about this lady asking, she wrote in to Dear Ashley, so Madam um, Noir, she asked Dear Ashley, she said, I need advice on whether or not to let my son bring his girlfriend home to spend the night. Do I let them have sex in my house? Is Hmm. there an age when it seems appropriate? His girlfriend is a nice girl. Her parents and I have been friends for years. However, this doesn't change the fact that they are both teenagers. Having once been a teenager myself, honestly, I know I can't stop them from having sex if that's what they want to do. But that doesn't mean I have to provide a place for them to do it. So first off, I think that I think it's a valid question, but I also feel like we know what we we should and shouldn't allow inside our own home. I don't even know why she sat up there and 
wrote that question in the first place and then gonna say the end, but I don't think I should have to pl- provide a place for them to do it. Well, it's like you just, answered yourself already. Right, you answered your own damn question. I feel like I don't necessarily want my child having sex. Oh, Olivia said, baby, go to her home. <laughs> Oh my goodness. I don't want my child having sex in my house. I just no. don't. I feel no. like it's not something I should be providing you to do it. I know kids sneak around and do it anyway, but I feel like it's a sign of respect. Mm-hmm. You know, if you are a teenager, you know you engage in sexual behaviors, you I don't know. You know what? Now that I'm saying it, it's like, well, do I want my child going out there to some, you know, having sex under the big tree in a car somewhere or in the movie theater or outside sneaking around having sex? So I, I started thinking about the things I was doing as a teenager <laughs> and where the hell I was having sex at trying to sneak around. <laughs> Maybe that's why she had the question because she was remembering what she used to do and where she used to be. Uh-huh. Right. So it's like, okay, what do y'all think? Because to me, the more I started thinking about it, it's like, well, if I'm letting them have sex in my house, at least they in a safe place. I don't have to worry about them sneaking around. I could talk to them about sexual health because kids are going to do it anyway. Yeah. The mm-hmm. point is to provide, to empower them enough to be sexually healthy. Right. You know, to make healthy choices, use condoms, STD testing, birth control, all that other kind of stuff. So it's like, at that point, does it matter where they're having the sex at? I don't know. Y'all share your thoughts before I've been to talk myself off a little <laughs> I mean, from both sides. There's one part of me where I'm like, hell no, you're not fucking my house. And no, that's, there's that one part. But then I can see the other side of it. Like, yeah, because there's a lot of under the tree, in the car, in the movie theater, unsafe places. And it's like, well, I'd rather you be at least safe in the home. At least I know where you're at. You're not out in public doing it. So I can see it from both sides. I think saying it, it's better in theory. Like, okay, you could have sex in my house, blah, blah, blah. I feel like when it comes to it actually happen and I hear something, I'm going to be like, no, shut it down. Uh-uh. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. No. Hell yeah. to the MRA. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like if you want it bad enough, you'll sneak and get it. I don't know. Uh-uh. Well, Olivia said they probably already done had it at her house. Which <laughs> is true. They probably already have had sex at her house, at the other girl mama house and Everywhere else too, no. so it's like it's such like a a coin toss. I don't know, Gigi. Mm. What were you about to say? Let me tell you something. So I have three <laughs> kids, and my daughter's probably gonna kill me. But <laughs> one day I come home, we get home early, and the way the apartment was set up, the way the apartment was set up, right? Lenita, <laughs> hey, Lenita, the way it's set up. The apartment, you come in and you have the regular rooms and then we had like a finished basement, right? So I had Mm -hmm. boys and the girls. So to give her her (laughs) own space, we set up, I set up the basement downstairs in the back area. I literally finished the whole thing down there and Mm -hmm. we still had the open area. So I don't know, we then upstairs doing stuff and so I told them to go downstairs. I go downstairs, I'm like, my daughter down there with this girl that she knew I could not stand. Now, that was the other part. At least, she liked the girl. At least, at least Ashley liked the damn girl. On her story. 
I didn't like her. And boy, I tell you, all hell broke loose. Because oh first of all... <laughs> so she now, was having sex with a girl. She was definitely down there doing something. So now, I, now I, mean, I wouldn't even know what to do if I walk in on my child having sex. Oh, oh my God, I can imagine my little you No, that one, that one still was, because at least they still had like kind of clothes on and, you know, they was on the bed, I think kissing They were punching. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Look, it's like, I hold details. What position? <laughs> well, how about I tell you about one that just happened two years ago, right? Here. Oh, my goodness, girl. At my barbecue. Now, we having a barbecue. A lot of people here in the house. <laughs> my youngest son, and he in his 20s, and this girl that he was dating, I guess she wasn't feeling good, so she comes upstairs in, in the guest room up here. And I'm like, well, where's Ty? Where's Ty? I come upstairs, open the door. I lost my, he jumped up. Now, thank God. Oh, my been. goodness, girl. I, I could not imagine. Girl. <laughs> <laughs> Have y'all, uh -uh. the audience, why y'all are listening? Because they done made comments. Lenitra comes some hell no nah to the no, 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 honey. <laughs> <laughs> and the other one was like, why is she sitting stressing and stuff? I guess about the, you know, the um, the lady and her mm -hmm. uh, son having sex in the house. But um, have y'all audience ever caught your child having sex in the house? Or would y'all allow y'all child to have sex in the house? Adult or teen? Because some people don't even want their adult children mm -hmm. having sex in their house. So that's another Another, I guess, topic because I feel like I don't know. Hell, I just don't want to know about it. How about that? Yeah, let, let me, me just not know. Right. Let me just not know that it's happening. Like, if you're gonna have a nerd to have sex in my house, at least be discreet. Don't be in there yelling, screaming, hollering, something. Ooh, baby, ooh. <laughs> I don't want to hear none of that shit. Like no, none of that creaking bed or floor, whatever's going on. Uh, only ones that do creaking up in here is me. Don't be that's nice. right. Like <laughs> I don't even know nothing about what y'all do. I don't even know if it's good or not. Like uh uh, no. just, just do that shit and sneak it, sneak it, and you know, let me just thank you not doing it. So right, right. <laughs> so that right yeah. there. <laughs> girl. And, but you know, it reminds me of it. We had talked about this earlier. The episode on the new sex in the city where her she came home uh, if it's spoiler alert y'all ain't seen the episode yet but it's a spoiler but anyway miranda comes home miranda. and her and her husband you know uh what's that man's name whatever his name is in there and they like listening to their song getting it in the girl is in a screaming to the top of her lungs no talking about yeah. how good it is and well she probably said it but that's what her screams were saying and so <laughs> and they just listening they was like do you hear that maybe you need to go in there and talk to him and I'm like first off you ain't gonna be no 15 16 17 years old making nobody scream up in my house that ain't happening now that, now, you know what now that I am I'm back on that side of the fence it ain't happening. No, you can't have See, I told house. you. I told you. <laughs> right. <laughs> no, I feel like in theory, like in theory, you may say, oh, I'm open-minded, but in actual, when it's happening, no. 
Mm-mm. You better, I mean, you better sneak around. That's what I did. <laughs> yeah. Do whatever. Yeah, you you gotta sneak around. I I have not had sex in my mama house. I can I can honestly say that I did not have sex in my mama house. First, I was too scared of that woman to have sex in her house. <laughs> First off, it is second. I would have been mortified if my mama walked in Watch and you. caught me having sex. But <laughs> I got a story. So I was doing it with some dude back in the day and we was I was probably like 17 and so we was in his house in his family house and in his room I don't know who was in his room somebody room and all I hear is these people coming in the house it's like it's like a drove of folks that's what I hear to me it was a drove of people coming <laughs> in <the house. laughs> Cause I just hear all this noise, all this like he was like, "Oh shit, oh shit, you gotta get up, you gotta get up, you gotta get up, you gotta get up." <laughs> I had to jump out the window just like no, I was oh, not the window. <laughs> I was just about to say, "Don't say you jumped out the window." <laughs> I jumped out the window because he got people knocking on the door. Like uh, I don't remember the boy name, but da, 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 open the door, open the door. He's like, "I'm coming, mama, I'm coming." But oh. and they just said, "Open up this damn door," and I'm like scrambling. I mean, I jumped out there just like on TV. I kid you not, and brought naked and everything. No, and panty shell. I heard oh. the of things, and I hauled ass down the street. Oh my gosh, <laughs> that is too funny. Oh my gosh. I feel like you're you, you, you on TV. You never hear about it actually happen to someone. But oh Mika jumped out the window. <laughs> I was I not cute that day, boo. I jumped my ass out that window because I was like, and I and when and then he opened the door and I could hit him because I'm still like trying to hide a little bit. And they like, so who the hell you had in this damn house? I know you had somebody up in here. What you was doing up in here? I was like, oh my God. So I just ran down the street and he came and picked me up and took me home. <laughs> oh my God. That is hilarious. That is funny. Oh Lord. That was Such a shame. Girl. <laughs> girl, I'll tell you, I ain't had no business doing what I was doing, honey. Okay. So our first topic it, it is uh, about prevalent STDs. What are the most common STDs out here right now. Of course, the one of the big one is HPV. That is something that just, of course, people just started talking about, what, about six, well, probably about 10 years ago. It's been like mm-hmm. on the forefront. And yeah. HPV can be the sexually transmitted kind, or of course, it could be, you know, where it's not caused by any STD. It could just be, you know, cancer. But there are, there is one that is, spread through six so anyway that is the one that has no symptoms it really doesn't cause any um, most of them don't have any symptoms most of them don't cause any harms but there are some that actually cause any harm some of them do cause um, genital warts and then some of it can affect your mouth and your throat and then others can cause cancer of the cervix, penis and the mouth or throat there are some vaccines. There are three vaccines out there. You know, of course, you hear about Gardasil and Gardasil um, 9. Those are the main ones that are on TV that they encourage parents to go ahead and get in their children between the ages of 11 to 26. After 26, it's just no need to get the vaccine at that point. It used to be that way. Eventually, they approved one for 26 on up to 46 years old. But originally, it was only for 11 to 26-year-olds. 
from that age range. So they ended up changing it. So anyway, so HPV, mm-hmm. of course, is one. Chlamydia, I just don't think chlamydia is going anywhere. Mm-hmm. It's It's been at the top of the list. It's been there for a long time. Mm-hmm. So we already yeah. know what most of us know what chlamydia is, but it Can is I the say most. Something about chlamydia? Yes, go ahead. Say something, girl. Um, one of the things that women really need to be mindful of when it comes to chlamydia is there are no symptoms and signs to it until sometimes it has already affected you. And it can cause PID, which is pelvic inflammatory disease, which can lead mm-hmm. to infertility. So it is very important to get yourself checked out for that as soon as possible. If you start feeling anything, heavy discharge, smell, pain. That's one of the things. When you start feeling pain in your lower abdomen, then there's definitely something going on there. You need to make sure you check for that. I I definitely agree. That is one of the, definitely one of the points. So I'm so glad that you said that, that you must check for chlamydia and syphilis. Sometimes syphilis can be very silent too and end up causing a lot of infertility issues, you know, or whatnot. So I'm glad that you really brought that up. And that's the importance of having regular STD checks and testing. I say at least every three months when you're sexually active and then when you're in a relationship that you feel is monogamous, I say at least every six months, but that's just me. Right. That's what I say. Unique I am said, oh my God, dear Lord, I did at my ex's house. He lived with his mom. I guess she had to jump out the window. It was in Jamaica. (laughs) (laughs) At least it was warm, girl. I wanted to make sure I read that. So the next one is gonorrhea, which is another common bacterial STD. People often get it with chlamydia and the mm-hmm. symptoms are very similar. So you have that unusual discharge from the vagina or penis, pain or burning when you pee. It says most men with gonorrhea get symptoms, but only about 20% of women do. So you may not even have symptoms. Mm-hmm. Of course, it is treated, you know, of course, can be treated with antibiotics. And then you have syphilis, which we already talked about. So syphilis actually has four stages. The first stage is the main symptom is being sore. So it's like it can look like a cut or ingrown hair or just a bump. The second stage is like a rash on your body, followed by sores in your mouth, vagina or anus. And then symptoms usually disappear in the third stage. And this stage can last for years or the rest of your life. Only about, I'm reading this piece right here. It says only about 15% of people with untreated syphilis will develop the final stage. In the last stage, it causes organ and nerve damage. And it can also Mm -hmm. cause problems in your brain. Yes. Mm. Yes. I've seen that before. Mm -hmm. What did you see? When I was in nursing school, we mm-hmm. had a patient who had syphilis and he came in with altered mental status, seizures. Um, yeah, those are two altered mental status and seizures and which is, oh, wow. it. it was from that. Yeah. Was it untreated? Like had it been untreated for a long time or something? I and believe that made so. it worse? I believe so. And he was also homeless, IV mm. drug user. Wow. So oh, I mean, he probably had, it was probably had other things too, but. I do remember it because I was like, I didn't know because I was in nursing school. I was like, oh, I didn't know syphilis could cause seizures and the brain stuff. And then it was like it can attack your nerve root and can cause those type of symptoms. Oh, my goodness. That's scary. Yeah. Yeah. Goodness. Mm -hmm. So 
Our next one is herpes. Everybody know about herpes, but most people just only think of the cold sore that you have in your mouth. And they don't call that herpes. They just say it's a cold sore. But it mm-hmm. is herpes. It's HSV-1. And then you have <laughs> <it's just> <laughs> huh? I'm saying it like that because I people love to compare cold sores in the genital bumps, you know. Right. So they're like, oh, it's just a cold sore. It's just a cold sore. But no, it is an STD. It's not mm-hmm. just a cold sore. The only thing is with the cold sores, a lot of people get them when they're kids because people are kissing on them. Mm-hmm. And yeah. like and when they're babies or when they're adults, that's why I don't let nobody kiss on my child. I do not yeah. let them kiss my child. And then, uh-uh. And yeah. somebody asked me one time, it was like, can I kiss your baby? And I was like, no. And then he got nerd to get mad at me. <laughs> I was like... I don't want you kissing on my baby. It's nothing against you. I just don't feel comfortable with you kissing on my baby. So anyway, so a lot of people getting it from that. And then, of course, when they get older, we're not putting it's no it's like, oh, it's just a cold sore. So you're going around kissing other people when you have a cold sore Uh and you're spreading it, you know, thinking that it's not that big of a deal. But we have to still put an emphasis on HSV-1. HSV-1 can travel to the genitals. Yes. So if you have a cold sore in your mouth, you go down on somebody, you can give it to their penis or give it to their vagina or the anus if you eat nails, you know. So it can happen. <laughs> well, I'm just hey, saying. Girl, you gotta say it. <laughs> What's the way you said ass? It's like, if you I eat know If you <laughs> eat it. <laughs> oh, Lord. And then, of course, we already know HSV-2. That's the genital herpes. It can travel to the mouth. So if you do have cold sores, not cold sores, but have bumps down there or general, you know, herpes down there, whatever, somebody go down on you, it can. It is less likely because it doesn't like the mouth area, but it still can travel there. I feel like herpes is one of the easiest things to catch, especially for women to catch it because, you know, it needs that mucus wet area to transfer and a lot of men don't really have as many symptoms as women do. So a lot of times they don't even know they're having it. They just think it's a little bump or whatnot. And so they're easily passing it to women. Right. Of course, you know, it's blisters. That's what ends up happening. There's no cure for herpes, but you can take medicine to manage the symptoms and the pain from it. Let me just make sure I haven't. Got any comments? Do y'all have anything to say about that? No, nope. I think you, you covered it. You're covering it. Oh, t- <laughs> Nika told us something. So, girl, I just got in. All I heard was it could be treated with antibiotics. Girl, all thoughts went through my head. What y'all talking about? What I missed? <laughs> <laughs> so, tonight, again, we're talking about sexual health, and we're just talking about some of the most common STDs that people can get from sexual relations or oral sex because people don't think you could get STDs for oral sex, but you can. The next one is trichomoniasis. 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 That's a long word. Yes. Trick. Yep. That's, that's, that's what we call it. <laughs> yeah, just trick. So <laughs> this is actually caused by a little parasite. More women get it than men. Of course, men and women can give it to each other and they can continue to pass it back and forth to each other until they are both treated if they're both if they're having sex with each other. So until you're both treated, you continue to pass it back and forth, back and forth. So the best thing is to if the woman has it, 
and this is really, of course, with all STDs, but with trick, it's very common that people don't treat it early because they're thinking it's a yeast infection or bacterial vaginosis. So they think like, oh, it's just going to go away. But anyway, it starts with itching, burning, or you may just have like a sore genital area. You may also see like smelly, clear, white, yellowish, or green discharge. And of course, it's treated with antibiotics as well. And you should be getting tested. After you take those antibiotics, you should get tested every like three months later. Okay. Okay. Moving on. And then y'all already know the big one. Yes. HIV and AIDS. Yes, yes, yes. So... This was, you know what, when I think about, I'm just going to kind of sidebar real quick. When I think about COVID, mm-hmm. like I think about COVID, just like I think about it, every time I think about COVID, I think about AIDS and how it was spread. Cause you wow. know, when it was saying that HIV came when somebody came from across the sea from out of the country, he came over here and he spread it. It started with that one person and uh-huh. then it just started spreading. And then people was like, oh my gosh, how do I protect myself? So people started panicking. And it's just right. the same thing with, you know, uh-huh. this COVID. Because folks didn't know that it was being spread through different bodily fluids like saliva, breast milk, and of course, you know, vaginal fluids and stuff like that. People weren't thinking about it as much. And it's least likely, of course, to spread saliva. We already know that. Uh-huh. But I'm just saying a lot of people weren't thinking about the different ways it could spread and they was thinking that it was a gay man's you know thing so it was just people just like oh it ain't gonna get me you know i don't gotta wear protection just like people say oh gotta wear a mask (laughs) so you know it just made me think about (laughs) that but anyway of course you could get it by having vaginal or anal intercourse with somebody who's affected affected if you're not using a condom the reason why it is spread a lot more easily with gay males is because they're having anal sex and the blood vessels there are a lot thinner so they're right. bursting quicker and it's easier to that blood to spread so mm-hmm. that's the reason why it's spread a lot faster through that community mm-hmm. but the highest rate is actually black females that have hiv aids right. unfortunately and a lot of that comes from a lot of down low men unfortunately mm-hmm. Um, going out there having sex because most men that have, well, let me just use the correct terminology, men that have sex with men, they do not use protection because in their head, they're thinking, well, if I actually have to go and buy protection and put on a condom, then I'm making a conscious choice to sleep with the male. Right. So they don't use protection, unfortunately. And then they go home to their girlfriend and they bring it back and right. then it's spread it. You know, it's spread at that point. So those are our most common STDs. So what I encourage is our next topic, STD testing. (laughs) Okay. Go ahead, Gigi. (laughs) This one. So when we were talking about them, when I was looking at the number two, I started looking up something. And Uh again, your favorite show, Sex in the City. (laughs) That is one of, that's one of my favorite shows for sure. <laughs> Season three, episode 11. So mm-hmm. let's go way back. And you know, when you look at the, the videos, then you're like, dad, you know, we really come up since way back then. So <laughs> we have, that? we have, we really have. So Samantha is messing with some guy 
and he, the two of them supposed to, she goes into this uh, bar, right? And this guy who is known for having sex with a lot of women is there. And then she walks in, everybody knows her and they see each other across the room. So now he goes, I never thought I would ever get to meet you in person. She said, I never thought I got to meet you in person. So then they say, both of them say about the same time, my my apartment is being renovated. Because I guess that's the line so they don't go to each other's house. <laughs> so they end up going to his house and, you know, he's kissing her and rubbing her. He goes, he goes, so did you have a swing? And she was like, with other couples? He's like, no, a swing. And he turns her around and he has a swing literally hanging in the middle of his room, right? So she goes, oh, no. He goes, well, you know, we're going to have fun with that. But I know that you've been tested, right? So when's the last time you've been tested? Oh, she goes, tested for what? She's like, I don't remember. He's like, so he said, well, unfortunately, you know, I get tested monthly and I have all my paperwork. So when you get tested, then, you know, we're going to have some fun up in here. So she goes to girls and she's telling them and they're like, you've never been tested. What do you mean you haven't been tested? She's like, well, I never thought I needed to. What? Fast forward to her going to the clinic. (laughs) So she's, she's in there. She takes the test. She's waiting. And the lady comes out to tell her to come in the room. So now in her head, she's thinking, oh my God, she's calling me in the room. She's going to tell me I'm going to die. And she literally (laughs) in the hallway. (laughs) But the lady really just wanted to tell her to be safe when she's having sex. Yeah. So she asked her some really funny stuff. She said, she asked her, so do you have sex with multiple? She says, yes. She says, everything was yes. Yes, yes. Yes. <laughs> do you have anal sex? Yes. <laughs> so she wanted to tell her, just be mindful, right? So when she finally got the test and it was negative, she went back and of course her old man was swinging from the rafters. Literally. So, <laughs> important as this is making sure that you're tested before you engage. It's very important for you as well as your partner that you're thinking about having sex with, mm-hmm. for you and for them. You yeah. know, if you care yeah. about this person, you're thinking about moving forward, but the safety is for you, right? You know, knowing yeah. if you're having this the this moment together, you want to be making sure that that is not something that's on your mind. Mm-hmm. I definitely agree with that. And I and I feel like I know when I was wasn't married, wasn't in anything exclusive, even when I was in an exclusive relationship, but I wasn't married. STD testing to me was so important. So I would mm-hmm. go and I the things that I tell y'all to do, I tell y'all to do because this is what I've done. Right. And it helps and it works for the most part. So I uh, would go and get tested every three months. And it was, I would sit on pins and needles the whole time because, you know, worry, but it made me feel so much better knowing that I was STD free and that if I had sex with somebody, I would mm-hmm. ask them the same thing. Have you, you know, have you had your test? I need to see it. And sometimes, you know, they say no. If they say no, then I'm like, okay, well, I don't want, I don't want to go there with you, you know? Mm-hmm. And it was very important for me too, when I was having sex with men was that I carried my own condoms so they can't give me that excuse of, well, I don't have a condom with me. Oh, well, I got one. Whip that bad boy out. Give it right on to them. Put that thing on that thing and we can get it. (laughs) Put that thing on that that thing. (laughs) Because my biggest thing, I didn't want kids, so I was on birth control at the time. I didn't want kids at the time. 
I was on birth control and I did not, you know, and I was afraid to get something. And how hard is it? You know, and I feel like this, this is something that also happens that people, it really irks my nerve. They go out there, they have sex unprotected. And I know sometimes we make mistakes and, and shit just happens, right? But mm -hmm. I'm talking about people who just normally go out there having sex unprotected. They get an STD and then now they're mad at the person right. for giving them an STD. But I'm like, you're, you are only responsible for your for body you. That's right. Right. and for what somebody put in you. You didn't check to make sure that thing was clean before you put it in you. You yeah. know, and so you can't get mad at that person. You need to get mad at yourself for not doing all that you could to try to protect mm -hmm. yourself. Now, mm -hmm. had you done everything you did, you could, you seen his results or her results and you still got an STD, then we know, obviously, that person has done something that, right. you know, right. has lied uh, to you in some kind of way. But if you haven't done your due diligence, why are you blaming them? Mm -hmm. There was this story a few years ago where this lady... She took, she went home with this dude. They they met at a club. She went home with him and they had sex for three days. They was at it for three days. The last day she goes into his bathroom. And I don't know why she didn't see this before, but she goes into his bathroom and she sees that he's taking HIV medication. Ooh. She was having unprotected sex with him. She sued him. She I believe sued him for illegal. giving her STD. Give, it is illegal. However, where was her responsibility? Right. Where was you her? set up there and had unprotected sex with this man for three days. So you had at least two days of consciousness. Right. If you was drunk that first night, you had two days of consciousness to make a choice, you know, right. about mm -hmm. it. And maybe you probably wouldn't have been affected. Maybe you ain't get affected until the next day or the, the day, the third day. I don't know. Right. So, you know, you had a choice. But anyway, she ended up suing him, and I think she she won or whatever. But I'm like, well, where was her responsibility in all of that? Mm -hmm. You mm -hmm. know, we have to be responsible for taking care of ourselves and protecting our bodies. I tell people, have as much sex as, we, as you want to. Just make sure you're being safe. Right. Just be safe about it. Make good, healthy choices. So I guess we'll move on to how do we even have that conversation with somebody because people have asked me that too. They like, well, Mika, you telling me to talk to them about it, but when when do I talk to them about it? Like, <laughs> what do I say to them? Um, but I think it is just like the dude said to Samantha, "Hey, have you been tested?" Mm -hmm. That's how you say it, just flat out, plain straight. You know, y'all can even go get tested together. I've done that with a partner before. Um, yeah, me too. We, mm -hmm. we had a we had a date night, and you know we were getting to know each other, and it was we were thinking we we're gonna go to that stamp, and I was like, you know what, let's go get tested together. And she was like, okay. So we did that first, and went to go get dinner, and you know, waited for our results in a few weeks, and we actually ended up not having sex because she pissed me off. But still, <laughs> it was you know you can do it with someone just make it to make it not as awkward. Like let's go do it right. together. So it's saying I'm holding myself accountable, but I'm also holding you accountable too. So, right. yeah, yeah. And it's like saying something like, let's get tested before we have sex. This way we can protect each other. You mm -hmm. know, you could talk about the fact that, you know, you know, a lot of people don't know they have an STD until they get tested. So maybe we should at least go get tested and just make sure we ain't giving each other anything. You know, like that's an easy way to try to kind of mm -hmm. slide yeah. it on in there, mm -hmm. you know, whatnot. And then I think it's good to talk about like what type of protection do you like to use? Because some women are allergic to latex. Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. So maybe that's something to tell somebody. Like, hey, you know, I'm allergic to latex. Or what 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 style condoms do you use? I'm allergic to latex. Are you opposed to using lamb skin? Whatever the other ones are. Are you opposed to that? You know, what do you think about birth control? What do you think, you know, a man asking the girl that, what do you think about birth control? Because that's another big thing. Yeah. These men love to... Oh, I'm, I ain't wearing no protection because she says she on birth control. But it's like, that's that not, first off, that's not the only reason why you should be wearing protection. I said that's what they think for some yeah, reason. Yeah, because a woman, first off, if we're going to think about it being, you know, that 99.9% is if the woman forget to take a birth control pill, right. birth control pills. And then secondly, your little pre-com can still get her pregnant. It's, mm-hmm. it, may, it may be, you know, rare, but it can happen. Yeah. So, and then they get mad. Oh, well, I can't believe you pregnant. What hell? She didn't get pregnant on her own. Right. Oh. Takes two like, to tango. It took yeah. your damn sperm yeah, to get her pregnant. Right. Lord, people. <laughs> but anyway, yes, making sure you you bring it up in a light way. And you don't have to bring it up right away. You mm-hmm. bring it up later. You know, bring it up when you know that y'all are getting close to having sex. You know you starting to feel it in you. And it's like, ooh, we ain't had to talk about STDs yet. We ain't had to talk about... Because that's another mm-hmm. thing. You have to be able to ask somebody, do you have an STD? Mm-hmm. Do you have one? And if you have one, you need to be able to have a conversation with somebody and say, hey, I have HSD too. You know, and I want to make sure I tell you so you have a choice mm-hmm. on if you want to have sex with me. We all know that it's less likely that you will get if you're not having an outbreak, but I still want you to have that choice. Right. Yeah. Give your partner the autonomy to make a choice. Exactly. Let them make, give them the power to make that choice. And I think that it makes it so much easier because you don't ever want to be that person that's later on down the line, knowing, knowing that you have something and now your partner comes to you later on, it's 10 years later, like, Hey, um, babe, I got something down there, and you know the one I've been having sex with. So now you got to have that uncomfortable conversation. Mm-hmm. Oh, Lord, yep. that's a whole thing to have right there. Um, so Nika said, after they tell you what their name is, then bam, when the last time you got tested? <laughs> <laughs> right off the gate. <laughs> she told me, I don't waste no time. Girl, hush your mirror. So you <laughs> that question before I want to know do you have any kids if you married I want to know that's how you guys it. what's your status yeah yeah I think we have to find different ways to bring it into the conversation you know and and it's just like an, an, an easy way to bring it to is to say what do you think about STDs mm-hmm. you know what are your thoughts on them and then y'all can kind of lead and navigate that conversation as you see fit you know you know, I think it's just when you say STDs, people, it's just a very uncomfortable word and feel right. It's like, mm-hmm. especially when when you're young. So we think about the teenagers, right? Because I can think back to myself. Mm-hmm. We learned about it a little bit in school, but it was like a forbidden word. If you even just said it, even in reference to trying to protect yourself, it's like, what? What you got? Mm-hmm. You know, so we have to get out of the habit of, of making this so taboo. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right? making it something that it is just like Nika said, talking about it right off the jump because it's very important. It's our life. This is life and death. You know, it is. So, it is. Yeah. Definitely. Talk and about we it. and we 
I would say definitely talking about with the kids, you know, um, mm-hmm. I have PD, I work in a pediatric ED. So I've had many encounters of children with coming in. We had, I remember we had like an outbreak at a school and I want to say it was like 15 or 20 people, 20 kids. What was the outbreak of? Um, chlamydia. Oh my goodness. Yeah, like 15 or 20 kids that came in with it. So like I, we used to see it all the time in the ED because that's where you go to get treated for it. And, right. You know, mm-hmm. Just bend over, get your shot in your butt. You know? <laughs> and yeah, you just have to, it happens a lot with kids. So you have to definitely have those conversations with your children and let them know that it's not some like they think that they can't get, you know. Right, 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 right. <laughs> and you know, showing them pictures and trying to scare them doesn't work. Just no. being honest, just just like mm-hmm. we having this conversation today, having mm-hmm. the exact same conversation. Like, hey, do you know what STDs are? Do you know the most common STDs are? Duh, 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 duh. This is how you can get it. This is how it's treated. Or this one can't be treated. Right. Well, it can't be cured. You know, saying those things to just teach them and empower them and help them to make informed choices. Of course, we hope that they say, well, you know, I'm not going to have sex. But if they do have sex, we want them to be able to say, but you know what, mama, I'm planning to use a condom, you know, right. and I'm going to make sure if he doesn't want to use a condom, I'm not having sex with him, mm-hmm. you know. And another thing is we don't a lot of people, especially teenagers, will use anal sex as a way to avoid to, to maintain their virginity, quote unquote. Mm-hmm. Right. So they're having <laughs> anal sex. And that is, you know, the highest area mm. for transmission of STDs is through the anus. Right. So, you know, being just them being informed of transmission, how it happens, makes a difference as well. And again, just making sure they are protecting themselves. I think girls, I feel like they 13, 14, I feel like they need to be on the birth control. That's just me. And yeah. I don't have no problem putting my child on one when she's that age. Y'all go put you getting the long active birth control. So something up in that arm. Because if you do decide to have sex, I ain't trying to raise no babies. I don't want my child to be in that position. Cause it happens yeah. so quickly. Mm-hmm. Takes one Just time. Just so quickly. That one little time. I mean, that's how I got here. One little time. My mama had sex one time. She was 13. Had sex one time. And there she was pregnant. And now your whole life is changed. Change the trajectory, yeah. Yeah. Oh, girl, I was just giving a study. You change the trajectory of your life and then your child's life too, honestly. Because mm-hmm. you have babies oh. raising babies. Yeah. Yep. 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 Well, any more thoughts, ladies? Because I think that we've covered everything. We ended up, we know we talked about the most common STDs. Of course, the importance of being to go out there and get tested and make sure the people, if you're having sex with a new partner, is being tested. If you have a little one night stand, you know, please just make sure the person use a condom because, of course, ain't nobody talking about no STD test on a one night stand. So, you know, if you are having a one night stand, just do your best to protect yourself by the use of condoms. Always test, test, test every three months. I say every three months, if you are just, you know, if you're not in a relationship, but you know you're sexually active, consider, of course, think about a birth control pill. Long active is much better than just the pill or the shot. Carry your own condoms, ladies. Mm -hmm. Make sure these men are wearing condoms because that is just, that shows you that they respect your body enough. They respect you and your body enough to make sure that you're protected. Right. Uh, Nika said if you bring up STDs when you first meet someone you can learn a lot about a person because of their response 
it will turn you on or off. It will save a lot of time. I agree. Yes, yes girl. I agree. Because if they're going to have a whole hell of a reaction, then it's like, you know what? You know what? You're not even the person that for me. Mm-mm, you're not even the person for me. Unique I am said, I had an ex that had gotten a call from her doctor. The doctor told her they found traces of trick. And she tried her life by saying she got it from me. Oh, she tried her life by saying she got it from me. <laughs> she tried her life. <laughs> she said, I was like, bitch, you a damn lie. <laughs> I'm just laughing the way I just read it. <laughs> With the expression. <laughs> bitch, you a damn lie. That was the fastest. <laughs> she said, that was the fastest I got up the road after calling the lift. Got to the hospital. She followed, and the doctor came in and said, I had nothing. She looked like a damn fool. Mm-hmm. Girl, ain't no telling who she was sleeping with to get her that trick. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> I did have, um, okay, I'm going to tell y'all this quick story. So, another thing is being able to talk to your partner, right? About, mm-hmm fishy odors or something that looks funny down there being able to have that conversation so i have two stories lord please don't let nobody listen to this this person well, is I story. To so the first story well, i'm listening i know right <laughs> i don't got my so the first story. Story. go ahead girl y'all know i be having some stories honey i have some stories for y'all so the first one is this uh when i first met an ex right i had we we talked about STDs. We both showed each other our, you know, our clear tests. And mm-hmm. so, you know, we did what we did. And I came back home. And then like a week later, I'm like feeling like all itchy, right? Mm. <laughs> and so I'm like, I got something to tell you. And so she was like, what? I said, well, I feel real itchy, you know, and you sure you okay? And so... <laughs> Um, she was like, yeah, I'm okay. She was like, but why you think you itch? I said, I don't know. I just feel real itchy. So the reason why I was feeling, oh Lord, this is going to <laughs> The reason why I was feeling real itchy is because she had shaved like a uh-huh. few days before. And uh-huh. so, you know, it was all that stubble. So it, like, I guess created like a little reaction against my mm-hmm. skin so it made it like a little rashy like mm-hmm. and because I was like oh my lord what you gave me like, I, thought, <laughs> <laughs> I thought I had something and she was like no 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 I just shaved she was like I just showed you my results and then she go get tested again just to make sure that she know that I know oh, that poor, I you done scared the poor girl <laughs> <laughs> but we have to be able to have those conversations, right? Like, hell, I know there's something going on with me that I don't know what it is. So I'm going right. to talk about this. Okay, so that was that one. The other quick story is, now this was me. So I was having sex with the same person who daughter walked in on this. So anyway, so one day she was like, you, um, she was like, you may want to go to the doctor. Oh my God. <laughs> different down there and I was like oh my god so I was like so embarrassed end up going to the doctor it was like a yeast infection but still I felt it was good for her 
to be able to Speak tell me that, you. Mm-hmm. you know, and <laughs> say that to me because some people don't know how to talk to people about sex and right. about their body and what is happening with their body, with their own body, which was in the case of me. And then with her, just recognizing something was different and off about my pH. Mm-hmm. A lot of people don't tell you nothing. Child, they'll keep having sex with you a man. <laughs> Hell, he'll keep having sex. Be like, oh, this thing real wet. And it's <laughs> <laughs> got a little extra push all push. that damn, all that damn yeast down. <laughs> Making dough, you know what? <laughs> oh my goodness! Oh Jesus! Okay. So yeah, I wanted to share now, something true. real quick. Go ahead, girl. So what I want to say is two things. So I'm gonna say this one first. It's important that even in committed relationships, even in committed, because you know what you're doing, but mm-hmm. you don't always know what they do. So mm-hmm. married, committed, whatever it is. Still, make sure periodically, if you to feel comfortable with yourself, pay attention to your body and go get. I can say this because I don't speak stuff. It ain't happened to me when I used to be married to a man, my ex husband. Husband, you heard me say. I heard this. My girlfriend, my fiance, husband. So when I know I'm not doing nothing, I didn't know what he was doing. So for me to end up in the hospital and find out that I had something was devastating. Oh my gosh, what did you have? Chlamydia. And why you had, oh, so you, because you didn't know you had it, so it kind of, the symptoms were had it for a very long time. And it was so bad. This is why I said chlamydia can turn to PID. I ended up getting public inflammatory disease and end up having to have surgery. Oh my goodness, honey. I flushed my tubes out because it had affected it so bad. And then after that, ended up getting a because of the tube issue, I ended up getting a hemorrhagic cyst and had to have emergency surgery a couple of months after that to have half of my my fallopian tube removed. So oh these goodness. things can really cause devastation to a woman's body. Mm-hmm. So again, because you be had a philanthropic husband, be safe for mm-hmm. you. Always protect you. Your condoms, mm-hmm. make sure they're yours. Don't be ripping them with your teeth because you could put a hole in them. And then next thing you know, you don't know what you have. No, oh, people be trying to do that all sex. They be trying awesome. to do that all sex. Oh, I'm going to rip it. <laughs> then I'm going to put it on with my mouth. Right. <laughs> no. So the one thing I want to say that I, I pulled up from, from Planned Parenthood was lower your chance of a UTI. So 30 minutes. After, make sure you pee. It's important mm-hmm. that pee. Oh, yes. Pee before that. and after, actually. Okay. Yeah. And 72 hours, if for any question, this is for when you have unprotected sex. If you have unprotected sex, do a, take a morning after pill. Okay. Mm. Or five days, use a copper IUD within five five days is what they say. Oh, yes, wow. girl, waiting text. Hey, Hansi, you just don't. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, the F- mm. oh my God. <laughs> these men, folks. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. women do it too. It's just, and that's something. Maybe we'll do it another another time. Yeah. I know we run out of time. Is to talk about you know the spread of STDs even amongst lesbian women. We talked about it, you know, a, a little bit about gay men, but lesbian women too. And lesbian women think they immune, but you're not immune. You know. Nope. You get STDs too, and HSV is actually one of the most common 
for lesbian couples. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like Mika said, get your STI check three weeks, do a pregnancy test. And the next time, make sure you always have contraception options. Protect yourself next time because that should have been a lesson to you. Do not get caught out there. Okay. Right. right. Well, I know uh, one population that we, uh, I think we kind of, we have to keep rambling on, but one population that we kind of left out is the older adults. Um, oh, yes. Just because yes, you yes. are a certain age doesn't mean that you are immune to STDs. Like I said, I'm an ER nurse. I've seen it all. Like I said, <laughs> I've worked in the ER and I've had outbreaks with kids. I've also had outbreaks with nursing homes. I've yeah, actually yeah. had several. That's actually happened probably like two or three times in my nursing career where mm -hmm. whole, the, the nursing home van pulled up to the ER, let everybody <laughs> out. <laughs> people yeah. I mean, it was the most comical thing <laughs> because they was blaming each other like oh oh so and so nasty self and he's sleeping with this person <laughs> it can but it does happen yeah it, 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 uh, yeah the seniors age. are the seniors and teens are the highest seniors mm -hmm. have outranked teens in STDs yeah. in the last few years but um, yeah, it's very high because just like you said, they're in the nursing homes or they're in the assisted living facilities, mm -hmm. and they don't have to sex with everybody. <laughs> Ain't nobody watching them. <laughs> they feel like mm, I can't have sex. Um, I mean, I can't um get an STD. I'm too old for that. But yes, mm -hmm. you can. Okay, yes. and so next week, speaking of that, we are talking about sex after 50 which i cannot wait to talk about we have a guest speaker that's supposed to be on so hopefully i'll get her on and we're going to talk about sex after 50 and how good it can be and not to feel ashamed honey get out there put on your lingerie love on your body you know let that free flag fly let that free flag fly baby just be safe with it Nika said, I'm going to start dropping off condoms at the senior living and nursing homes. Who with me? I'm with <laughs> girl, you, girl. I'm <laughs> but for real. But for I'm real. You, girl. Oh, Lord, we do. I've, I've been wanting to go to the nursing homes. And I tried a few years ago to do these talks. Because I like to, if I do a seminar or a talk, I like to make it fun and interactive. So I was like, yes, I'm going to come to the come to your, your assisted living facility and do a whole sex educated education program and I'm giving them my spill. They're like, no, we don't got to worry about STDs around here. No, no, no. Everybody was like, no. But I feel like people just, sex is such a taboo topic for folks. It is taboo. You know, and they yeah. and they get all uptight and it's like, oh my God, we talking about sex. It's going to make people have sex. Mm -hmm. oh, it's crazy. But anyway. <laughs> Well, I thank you guys for listening to us tonight. This has been yes. a wonderful topic. I hope you all have learned a lot. Take this with you. I will post some of these links when I post the actual show on the podcast stream so that you all can take advantage of reading some of this information. You can use it for yourself, you know, or use it for your friends, use it for your kids, whatever. Um, but it's a very important topic, and I hope that we could continue to keep the topic going when it comes to safe, healthy sex, because it's so, so, so important. So thank you all again for joining Sex and Sensuality, the podcast where we speak what your dirty mind thinks. I hope you all have a good night. Thank y'all. <laughs> Thank you for joining us on another episode of Sex and Sensuality, the podcast.